0: Welcome to the Barack Obama Approved World's Greatest Podcast, Hyphen Nation. I am your host, Kellen Conley. How's everybody doing today? Hope you're doing fantastic. Hope things are going great. Feeling great, feeling good. How are you? All of that, all that jazz on the week before wine and jazz here in Morgantown, Uh, when I come around. You better touch the ground. You better touch grass. Uh. Because. Because I'm the illest. Uh, the realest. You can't deal with us. I'm magnificent. Cobwebs on my equipment. Don't have Starfield, so I watch it on YouTube. Don't have a PS5, I watch Spider Man 2 on YouTube. Who knew? Welcome back Welcome back Back up in this Like whoa <sighs> man. Seriously though Aside from that very bad freestyle I hope everybody out there is doing fantastic Hope you've had a great day Hope you're having a great day I Hope things are going your way If not positive vibes You can get through this If not man Take a deep breath. Talk to somebody. And then that's our show. There it is. I just did the outro. <sighs> Without further ado. Without further ado. Morgantown weather reports. 63 degrees. Right now here in Morgantown. Cloudy. Uh, low chance precipitation today. Surprise. And, and the next 10 days are literally rain free according to this forecast whether or not that actually holds remains to be seen but for right now in the next 10 days of Morgantown, West Virginia there will be no rain no rain whatsoever so we're not even going to waste any time we're just going to jump right to the proceedings to get the proceedings proceeding we're going to do this first topic Memphis Bleak He's actually uh, on the latest episode of Drink Champs. Now, I have not listened to Drink Champs since Kanye was on there in the middle of his manic episode or whatever, his anti-Semitic height of his popularity, when Nori and enough um, uh, EFN enabled him to come on there and continued his his hate speech across interwebs. So I've not listened to Drink Champs. I've literally stayed away from Drink Champs for that reason. But I follow a certain individual. His real name is Malik Cox. His rap name is Memphis Bleak. And Bleak started posting clips of him being on Drink Champs again. Now, I don't know if this is his second time, which I thought it was, but he might have been on there a third time. But I listened to Bleak's first um, visit to Drink Champs when he was first on the show. this is like pre-COVID, so this is like 2019, 2018 or something, and who knew that Memphis Bleak would be this wealth of not only entertainment, but also this wealth of knowledge, who also keeps it all the way real, who also keeps it all the way real, who literally, there it is again, is like me, where when things matter to him, he remembers to him. So he has some of the best stories. And of course, he's close friends with the one and only Sean Carter. And also, was there for the formation, the rise, and the fall of Rockefeller Records. So you know that anytime it involves the Rock, even if it's on Drink Champs, when Nori's constantly interrupting, and they they've toned down the clapping, which never bothered me, but the constant interruptions by Nori. Just got to be too much for me as well. On top of them enabling Kanye, but Bleak is on Drink Champs. So first recommendation: go check out Bleak on Drink Champs. But even before I saw that and got to hear all these great stories that he remembers and how he even told people in 2003, like all everybody was on the rock that everything was ending. It wasn't going to work out anymore because Jay had had enough um, of Dame essentially. And how nobody listened to them. Even with all those great stories. I had decided. My music listening has been. Very off. Uh, speaking of which. King's Disease 3. Uh, not King's Disease 3. Magic 3. By Nas. Came out on his 50th birthday. That's the second recommendation. Go check that out. Highly recommend it. A great. Ending to the Hit Boy Nas. Series of albums. You got three King's Diseases. And three Magic albums. Go check that out. Very good stuff. But I did. I've been listening. I listened to Magic. I've been. I listened a little bit of Diddy's album, which is more like a, a true compilation album, for the first time from him, where he's not really on it a whole lot. And it's it's been an enjoyable R and B album. Haven't finished it yet. But I was like, I want to go back and listen to one of my favorite rock albums, uh, Rockefeller albums for the uninitiated. And it wasn't a Jay Z album that I was doing. It wasn't a, Be- a Beans album or a Cameron album. It was a Bleak album. Now, Bleak only released four studio albums. The first one was called The Understanding. No, the first one was called Coming of Age, named after the very first song that him and Jay did together on Reasonable Doubt. And on this album, um, you know, like I, I was just. I I when I became a fan of Bleaks, I'm trying to think of the moment where I was like, Yeah, yeah, I really mess with Bleak. And I wanna say it it was the hand handed down intro on volume two. The first time I heard the handed down intro on volume two, I was like, yo, Bleak is dope. So I was just trying to get all the bleak content I could. So Crew Love off the belly soundtrack, his uh coming of age, of course, which was a classic verse. Um, even though Jay wrote it. He was only—he was very young at the time. Bleak is the one who delivered those lines. And it was super dope. And also he had the. It, it's alright um song. Off of volume 2. It's alright. You heard. It's alright. Holla back. He, he was on that. He killed that verse. So I was a big. Advocate of Memphis Bleak. In 1999. When this album was getting ready to drop. The Understanding. And I could not find this album anywhere. And also, I was, um, parents weren't big fans of buying me uh, unedited music and stuff like that. So I I couldn't find the album anywhere. But eventually, me and dad went into Kmart one day. And I happened to go through the CD section. What do I see but a clean version of Memphis Bleak's debut album, The Coming of Age? I'm sorry. And when I tell you that I have wore that CD out, I could spit the entire edited album just like I could the entire edited volume three album start to finish because I wore that CD out. I loved it so much. From Memphis is to um, to live and die in New York City. Oh, my God. Even the edited version of that. I, I, w- I was a fan. So from coming of age forward, I knew I was always going to ride for Bleak, no matter what. So the understanding comes out. Had mine right on it. I preferred the original version um, with just Bleak on it and Jai on the hook, even when they lost Jai when they did the backstage soundtrack. Uh, still a great song. It was cool that they threw Jay and whoever else was on there on the remix and put that on the understanding. I preferred the first version. And then Duma was a very good song, but again, heavy, a heavy J feature uh, on The Understanding. And there's actually a song on, I, I messaged Mark Rob about it not too long ago because I went back and listened to The Understanding again. And there's a song with Jay on it and Jay's acting like he's going to spit and then he like kind of clowns bleak on the record and he left it on there and I didn't really appreciate that. But The Understanding was was cool. I didn't love it as much as Coming of Age, but of course you know how it is when you get, when you really spend time with the album, it's the only access to uh, to that music that you have, and you really, literally run it into the ground, that was me with Coming of Age. So the understanding was cool. So in 2003, after the Black album, in late, two, like I want to say December 2003, it comes out that Bleak's finally dropping his third album, Made. And... I don't remember if I saw the track listing first or if I actually... uh, I probably downloaded it at that point. I did buy the physical copy, though, Blake. Don't worry. And it had all these joints that had leaked because I used to go to a site called jzworld.net and all these bleak songs like um, One Two Y'all was on there. And then Hypnotic, which was really... I don't even think it was a finished version. Um, Let let me let me podcast one hundred and one. Let me let me pull up this full track list because I know there's other songs. Um, Just Blaze Bleak and Free that would have been on NBA Street, which came out in two thousand four. NBA Street two, I think it came out in two thousand four. But all these little snippets of songs were popping up on this Memphis Bleak album. So I was like, "Dang! Never really giving Bleak all these burners, like that, all these heaters. That's that's crazy." Um, I thought there was one murder, 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 murder is the reason why I wrote the rom hyphenated Spideyville. That's the reason why I I gave myself that nickname because murder murder leaked super early in like two thousand and two, and. I heard that joint and I'm from murder murder Mossy Phil. And I was, and I just love that, that little low quality leak of that song that I had. And so when it came time that I was recording with my boy, Wes and my boy Vince and Shiv, of course, and we were just recording up in our dorm rooms back at pot state in late 2002 I had this bar and I was like, I'm from hyphenated Spideyville. And then that, that's literally where Spideyville came from. So Spideyville, hyphenated Spideyville became Spideyville. And then Spideyville led to Spideyville Unlimited, which was my 2011 mixtape, which you can find at uh, b-bandcamp.com for any of those curious to hear the works of b But he had all of these heaters, right? Okay. Now, I don't remember if I was up on my news back then, but Bleak had essentially moved to Miami. His brother was in a motorcycle accident. He moved his entire family down to Miami because that's where his brother was at, in the hospital. So he went down there, um, and essentially a lot of the the Rockefeller team came with him, man. I mean, it's Miami. So this album is 17 tracks made. Made. And Blake's fourth studio album was called Five, Three, Four. It was cool. It was part of the new uh, Rockefeller thing once Jay took over. It was fine. I enjoyed some songs, but it wasn't this. All 17, all 17 of these songs go so hard. And let me just read you producers. So, Coptic, not familiar, Dope Beat, Just Blaze, Just Blaze, Just Blaze, Scott Storch, Just Blaze. Kanye West, Just Blaze, TTE and TTE Bass, D'Roy, Mr. B, Scott Storch, two Scott Storches, Just Blaze, another Just Blaze beat, Daryl Digger, Brant Digga, you know Digger, uh, TTE Bass, uh Robert Shim, Kirkland and E Bass and Just Blaze, Just Blaze, who arguably may be, and one day we'll have this conversation, may be my favorite producer of all time. One, two, three, four, five, six. He had seven Just Blaze beats out of 10 on this album. But not only did Bleak have fire beats this whole time, this album contains the best rapping that Memphis Bleak has ever done. Ever. And that's from the first song, Rockefeller Get Low Respected, all the way to the end, ROC. There is no. Weaknesses shown by bleak here, and I don't know if steel and steel may have been the thing with the diplomats coming in, and then of course with State Property growing, because when he did his first two albums, that wasn't really a thing. It was him beanie, Emil, and Jay. That was really it. And then by the time his third album album came around, the rock had exploded, State Property exploded, Dipset exploded. Jay was on had had literally retired, dropped the Black album by the time this album dropped. But there's no misses, man. And I wanted to play this album because it just remind it this and The Becoming, which is another album we we'll want to talk about at some point by Beanie Siegel. These two albums are the true last Rockefeller albums, so to speak, before everything fell apart. Yes, the Becoming came out on Dame Dash Music Group or whatever it was called. And um obviously Siegel was in jail when it came out, I think. But all of these albums, sorry, both of those albums were like the bookends of the Rockefeller dynasty. Purple Haze came out in 2004, I want to say, but Purple Haze was more of a dip, a dip set album, you know, it didn't really have, other than Kanye being on down and out, there wasn't a whole lot of Rockefeller, you know, and not that there was a whole lot of Rockefeller and Come Home With Me, but the presence was obvious. I mean, so you had Jay feature, Blake feature, Beans feature. Um, so there there was a lot of rock influence, you know, and Cam was talking more about the rock on, on that album, but a Jay-Z album is a Jay-Z album, but, oh, 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 Freeway came out in early 2003, so he's one of the last true Rockefeller albums, so 2003, up until the Becoming, which came out in like early 2004, all those albums, all those albums, were incredible. And I wish, like I don't even want to look at the sales. Like I don't even they don't, they don't I don't even know if they have sales figures. Um Alam reached number 35 on the Billboard 200 man. Like Bleak was at his prom. There's been no other time that Bleak has been this good. And like I said, there's no misses here. I can literally read you like I said, the intros, Rockefeller, get low, respected. Everything's a go. Jay-Z. Dope. And the thing is, thing is, I noticed something. Jay's verse on everything is a go is fine. And yes, Mark Robb and and handsome Bane, if you're listening, this is not a this is a Jay-Z feature that that lacks. And also, I listened to um Hey Poppy uh, the, like yesterday. I just, hey Poppy. I listened to that. Jay's whole first verse feels like it's off beat. Like I was I'm counting bars and Jay is nowhere near where those bars should have been. I didn't really. I was driving, but them bars, ain't on. they ain't on point. But it was Jay. And then Bleak comes on and Bleak just rides that thing. Bleak's like, I got this. And then Jay, when Jay comes back, Jay's on that same float that Bleak had. So Bleak may have a couple where he, he got Jay. He may have a couple around here. Trick Daddy Ti, Bleak. We we, such a great hook, such a great hook. Bleak kills it. Just Blaze Bleak and Free. I mentioned that it was on uh, NBA Street Two, uh, Volume Two. Uh, another great beat. Uh, of course you got you got that <laughs> that classic. Yeah, it's just the songs called Just Blaze Bleak and Free. So I kid a verse a hook, and then Guru's like, get the fuck out there. All right, <laughs> you know, we ballin'. Featuring Young Chris and and Living Proof. Chris Killed That Hook. Hypnotic. One of the most slept on Seagull, Beans, Hove collaborations ever. Hypnotic. So good. So good. And the thing about it, the beat is just so mellow anyway. But then to have Bleak and Jay and Beans respect that, I don't even think they cursed on this record. And just come in and nail the entire concept. Like that song could literally be med- meditation music, it's that damn good. Then, then you get into the more up, uh, upbeat songs. I want to love you, Donnell Jones, Kanye West. That that's a win. That should have been on the radio in two thousand three, but the rock was falling apart. Everything was going towards a black album. It, it just kind of got thrown out there. Oh, jeez, like for real. Bleak had a probably had a video for around here, and that was it. I don't think he had any other videos from this era. Don't quote me, though. Um, And then another Just Blaze beat, uh, War, that was on NBA Street Volume 2. Dope. Need Me In Your Life? That song's not called Need Me In Your Life. It's called You Need In Your Life with Nate Dogg singing a hook. Yes, Nate Dogg singing a hook. Another fire song. Murder, Murder. already talked about it. They took Gina K off and threw Seagull on it. Chef's Kiss, yes. And one of my one of my favorite song, last songs on here is, and probably, like, I I got emotional listening to the song as a twenty year old the first time I heard it. I bought this album. Now that I think about it, because the more I think about it, I didn't really start downloading music till two thousand four, so I bought this album. So the first time I played "Understand Me" still featuring Rel. If we did a top. 30 Rockefeller songs. Leaving like Rockefeller songs, not with Jay-Z as the lead artist. This, this was not even top that. Then I'd say 15. If Jay's not the lead artist, then I'd say this one of the top 15 Rockefeller songs ever for me. Ever. Jay can be featured, but not on it. Understand me still is art. It is art. And rel. This is one of rel's last appearances. Um, on record for real. Um, if if I recall, because cause I don't really know what happened to him after Rock broke up, O'Rell came in and uh, I don't know again if it was just steel sharp and steel, or if it was the timing of everything. With him being down in Miami and then locking in with with just Blaze and um, you know, just kind kind of like. Uh, just blaze and freeway did like Justin Freeze it uh, like Justin Free did. Sorry, they literally were just spending time together in the studio, and Free would be there. And so, just is like, Here, rap on this, and that's how Philadelphia Freeway became what it was because they built that chemistry, and you could really t- tell in the sound of the music. And despite all the features, because there's very few tracks on here that just have bleak um there's a decent amount and there's he definitely doesn't get lost in his own album like which kind of was the case with the understanding a little bit not so much with um, coming of age but definitely with the understanding despite all of that (sighs) i am just still floored 20 years later by how incredible this album came out. And that of all people, as much as I said, that's my guy, because there's been certain certain rappers throughout time that I've just waved their flag. Like, yo, I, I've this is my guy. And like, it'd it be not not Jay. Not Jay, not Nas. Um, those rappers would be Memphis Bleak, Joelle Santana, which we all, unfortunately, never got a third album. Him and Dipset fall in and out. He's been out of prison for a minute, but we still don't have any new music, but I feel like his ship has sailed. Um, Royce the 5'9". I was a huge Royce guy. Um, pretty pretty much until there was a time with Royce, and that's why Royce uh, is in the top 10 of my greatest rappers of all time now. Pretty much what happened with Royce is I was a fan from before um, Rock City came out and then Rock City came out and then he, and then he lost his deal and then uh, Build and Destroy came out and then he put out uh, Death of Certain which is a all time classic rap album one of my favorites then he went independent then he came out with Bar Exam so by the time he really exploded with Slaughterhouse and then coming back to Shady and then putting out the album with Eminem as he exploded more mainstream that whole time Royce, Royce, Royce is my guy. Royce is my guy. Royce is my guy. I was, I was him, constantly talking about Royce. So, so it was, it was either Bleak, Joels, and Royce who I rode with. And the fact that Memphis Bleak made this album and put this album out into the world, and only a select few can really enjoy that. He literally has a classic album under his belt. A whole-ass classic album. And he can't even... He doesn't get his flowers. Like, yeah, Drink Champs gives people his flowers. Like Give you your flowers, Bleak. and Nori and Bleak are good friends and EFN, but even outside of that podcast and how real Bleak, Bleak keeps it and he, he was telling the story about trying to get Beyonce tickets for Philly for his wife, man, and having to call Jay and how embarrassed it was. Go listen to that Drink Champs episode, man. Even with all that, man... Bleak has a classic album, and if we're we're talking classics, Rockefeller for me. Come home with me, becoming um, the reason or the true. The reason might be in there, but I really love becoming for sure. Um, of course, Jay, you got Black album. You got 444, Reasonable. You got um, Blueprint. Obviously, uh, some would say American Gangster. So you have all those. You have come home with me, which I may have already mentioned. Uh, then college dropout, graduation, um, late registration, all fire. Then in, in freeway. So Bleak's up there. Bleak, Bleak got one on the wall. He got a jersey up. He was talking about how Dane was gassing everybody up at um gaslighting. <laughs> He was gassing everybody up at the Madison Square Garden show in 2003, telling all these artists that they're going to have all have their careers in like this and have a farewell concert in Madison Square Garden. And him and Dame got into it because Bleak's like, no, we're not. Because Bleak saw the writing on the wall. Nobody else wanted to see it, especially not Dame. But Bleak's up there in the rafters, man. He got a classic album. And... It's, it's essentially a benchmark for how to do your best work, even when all the eyes aren't on you. Cause nobody was checking for Memphis bleak album at the end of 2003. The black album had literally just came out. There's that word again. The black album had just came out and I almost feel like I got to name this episode. Literally, 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 I don't know. The black album had just came out. Uh, all the The rumors were kind of flying. They had just done the Farewell Show. Uh, The videos of Jays are dropping. And then, you know, here's this little Bleak album. The little Bleak album that could. So, as I continue to revisit this album, because Drink Champs completely derailed uh, me listening to it, it just makes me so happy. So happy that, one, the album holds up. Two, that it's Bleak's album. That Bleak's fitting the best of his life to this day. Bleak, if you're listening, I'd love to hear some new music. I know that you um you got your warehouse music going on and you uh you got your duce uh, stuff that you do, obviously. But if you want to get in the studio and drop a little 10 track album, you know who's gonna check it out? Your boy HY. Um, yeah, but but Bleak did a damn thing, man. So I wanted to come back to Hyphenation. Come back. And just jump right into it. Because I'm very excited about how dope this album is. Recommendation number three. Memphis Bleak made. Go run that. Go run that. (sighs) Next topic, man. Sorry. sorry, I just get excited. I just get excited. And I just want to talk about Memphis Bleak's album. Just want to talk about Bleak, man. (sighs) So... Finished a few shows. Saw a few movies. Um, Speaking of movies, I'm going to be on We Should Do This Again sometime this coming Monday. I'm going to record an episode about Training Day and Monsters Ball. uh, With uh, Showing Mad Love, Mark Robb, and Kit Kat Chinetti. So I'm excited about that. So catch me on there again. This will be the fourth time, I think. Because we did the Bull Durham episode. We did the Thing episode. And then we did... The uh, sh- the uh, Basic Instinct episode. So this is this should be my fourth appearance on a proper podcast. I've been on the Deleted Scenes episodes several times. So always looking forward to joining up with them. While we're at it, this show is brought to you by Hyphen Podcast Group. Bringing great podcasts to the people. Hyphen uh, Let's see. The Shredhead Pie just finished season five, but they're going to come right back. Rasslecast just started. Again, just dropped episode two late last night with uh, hi Gabby. She came on again. We did a gimmick draft. Uh, we should do this again sometime. Just came back, so we back, we back, big baby. We back, big baby. Oh, Warren G G'd up. That's the game, don't wait remix for those that don't know. So, yeah, you know, and then also, also can't forget the markrob.wordpress.com, marcro wordpress.com. don't forget the the my man mark rob writes pontiferous paragraphs about pontifications he has on all kinds of things he uh put up a brief piece about uh bray wyatt's passing um not too long ago so go check out my man hyphenation is always sponsored by the mark rob and of course brought to you by hyphen podcast group super important super important but talking about a couple shows that I, I i've been watching i'm currently watching the newest season of sex education reddit seems to hate it i'm only on episode four so i'll finish that over in the course of the next couple of days i think it's good so far but if you haven't checked it out let me give you a, a, a small teaser if you want to get into it so it's about um these kids in in britain eh? <laughs> in britain and the show's called sex education it's about this uh teenager named Otis his mother's a sex therapist Otis is um awkward as hell his best friend Eric is gay but still in the closet and then somehow Otis starts giving out sex education advice at school and becomes super popular and then he uh, ropes in this uh this girl uh, Maeve who seems to be I, I don't really know how to describe Maeve I guess you want to call her like a misfit where she she's cool at school but at the same time, you tell you could tell she's got stuff going on in her life. They somehow become, um, forge this unlikely friendship, and then they start doing the sex therapy together. Um, as far as her booking and him doing the actual therapy, and it just goes from there. And you get an assortment of all kinds of fun characters and twists and turns. And like I said, it's up to season four. And I really wish I could say the actor who plays Eric's name. Um, I'm 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 not gonna I'm gonna do right by my man. How to pronounce. Mm. Okay. All right. So let's see what YouTube has to say. A London actor, Shooty Gatwa. Shooty Gatwa. Shooty Gatwa is the new Doctor Who, y'all. I would have never thought to not say the N. I would have said Nkuti Gatwa. Shooty. Shooty. Okay. I-, I love him. I absolutely loved him. Love him. And I'm excited. He was in Barbie, too. Uh, Three of the main characters that's in Sex Education was in Barbie, which Chef's Kiss, five stars. I just got to literally write it on my letterbox. Watched it again with the fam uh, the other night, and they loved it. And Angel especially got it. She got it, which is what I I was, I was happy that she got it. Barbie is so good. Uh, So, yeah, Kuti Gatwa, um, he's in the show. He's going to be the new Doctor Who. So, that that's another recommendation. Started watching that. I finally finished Shits Creek after so many years, because you know I start stuff and then I don't finish it. <laughs> then I come back to it, watch a little more, and then I don't finish it. So currently let's see what where what shows I'm doing that with right now. So there's still Frasier, which I never finished. Um there is still uh The Grassy Next Generation, which I started a few years ago, and I'm stuck somewhere in the middle. <laughs> I started it and stopped. Um, what else? Uh, Ted, Ted Lasso. I did. We're well, gonna talk about Ted Lasso shortly. Ted Lasso. I did stick with pretty consistently. I I was slow um, on season three, but I I did stay with that. Um. Oh, Russian Doll. I had a whole episode where like it was ninety. It was between ninety five and hundred, where I literally spent half the episode talking about Russian Doll, and I started episode one of Russian Doll, and I haven't watched it since. Just like I watched episode one of Game of Thrones and I haven't watched it since. What is wrong with me? I don't know. I don't know. I just, I just became distracted. But something finally made me finish the last, second to last season of Shit's Creek and I pushed through and I finished off Shit's Creek, man. And I'm not going to do spoilers. I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not going to spoil anything. The last episode was the way it should have gone. I, I, while I would have liked to seen an extended goodbye to those characters and have a little bit more time, the fact that they kept it within the format and was like, here's a regular size final episode and we're going to do all this stuff in here, it worked. It worked. And it made me the biggest Dan Levy fan. Um, of course, <sighs> Annie Murphy. Annie Murphy. Them legs, though. I'm sorry. Shout-out to Annie Murphy. Shout-out to Annie Murphy's legs. Also, she's... um. She's in the first episode of New Season Black Mirror. Black Mirror. I've watched like the first three episodes of Black Mirror. New Season. Haven't finished it. Last one I watched was uh, On the Way to Mexico. I watched the episode with... Um, uh, uh, I'm going to see if I can't remember. I can't remember their names. I can see their faces, but I can't remember their names. Um, for 40 Days... And okay. Jo- Josh Hartnett. Josh Hartnett episode with Josh Hartnett um him and then the dude from Breaking Bad, uh Jesse. <laughs> I'm so bad at names. <laughs> Jesse Breaking Bad actor. <laughs> Aaron Paul. That's the last episode I watched, the Aaron Paul and Josh Hartnett episode, and I loved it. But it was like, okay. I, I don't know. But uh kudos to the Shits Creek. Um definitely highly watchable again. I feel like it's 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 one of those shows that's gonna be a comfort show forever and ever. Forever, ever, forever ever. Quite easily. And you just turn it on and lose yourself. Um, just like I do to scrubs just like people do to uh the office and friends and parks, so on and so forth. Uh How I Met Your Mother. It, it it's one of those shows. So, so good and so funny. And I loved, I loved the ending it. Man. So shout, shout out, shout out to Schitt's Creek, man. Y'all, y'all did not fail me. And speaking of not failing me, Ted Lasso, nobody knew going into season three, it was going to be the last season. Nobody knew. And yet here we are. We got, we got season three. And we got a nice, I'm not going to spoil this either. We got a nice wrap up to the story. Um, and it it was a nice ending for everyone. And I get it. You don't want a thing to end Uh, there. I saw some backlash about that too. People don't want a thing to end. They want things to go on forever. And it's just not meant to, sometimes it's easier to just find a nice stopping point and end it. And I've read some stuff about possible spinoffs. Um, I don't know if anything's in actual works. The writer strike has litched. the writer strike just ended, and so I, I don't know what what's in the plans if they decide to spin off any of these characters, but I think it's um I thought Ted lasso was brilliant. The growth of all the characters was was wonderful to see and i I was just really happy with how he ended it, man um. Again, it, it's a great show. I, I could love. I'd love to see it go ten seasons, but if your story's over in three seasons, that's what it needs to be. It doesn't need to be all this extra stuff. So, I, I definitely think that Ted Lasso had a had a great ending as well. Have I finished anything else recently that I can think of? Oh, um, I finished season seven of Fear the Walking Dead. I'm like three episodes in on season eight. Angel wants to watch it so I'm continuing to to watch it too and it's fine it's fine Yo 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 it's your boy V Mark Rob, aka Sean Matt Love talking to you about We Should Do This Again Sometime the podcast where we talk film, pop culture and everything in between We Should Do This Again Sometime We're Cat Chinetti, this is the real through the lens of a new and bold generation and where I, V Mark Rob co-host and producer guides you through a crazy journey of time sound and space we should do this again sometime where we talk love death sex we talk talking heads johnny castle being the goat and where we shoot flamethrowers how cool is that we should do this again sometime check us wherever we listen to your podcast rate review give us five stars and if you love us tell a friend to tell a friend Love you. Bye. Bitch, I'm telling you the truth! This episode is brought to you by Dr. Pepper, Cherry, Zero Sugar. Cut the check. Cut the check, Dr. Pepper. I almost forgot. I almost completely forgot. I watched season one and season two of Abbott Elementary. And when I tell you that Abbott is the most exciting new sitcom that I've watched in years... I'm going to go and say it. Flawless start to finish. This is going to be one of my favorite sitcoms of all time. I already know. There are only two seasons in. It's so good. It's got that single camera vibe, of course, with the, the mockumentary. But we already know the format works well. And then you just put the kind of comedy that he put in. You sit in the middle of inner city Philly. And then the teachers, man it's it's so good so it's on it's on hulu right now go watch season 1 and season 2 now the strike's over um soon the actors hopefully will come to an agreement and then we can get back to filming cuz um i need season 3 man um a lot of a lot of your favorite productions though just like in 2007 a lot of your favorite productions are not going to be um are going to be cut short And some might not even come back for a while because the writers have literally not been writing at all. So it's going to take a while to get back to that. Hopefully there's no casualties because of the strike, but you know that they're coming. There's going to be shows that I've already seen that there's shows that got renewed and then winning, winning Tom just got canceled because of the strike. I wonder if HBO will pivot and go back to, since the strike is now seemingly in its death rows, who knows? But yeah, that's another recommendation. Abbott Elementary, and just be patient with with your with uh your some of your favorite shows as they start to come back, and get back into the groove of things. And it might might not be everything you want, man. Like honestly, the writer strike probably ruined Heroes because season one of Heroes was an all time classic, and then season two was it was fun, and then and I stopped watching after three. I think they did what four seasons, and they did Heroes Reborn, and that didn't really take off. So. Just be patient with all of that. Uh, I wanted to come on here and talk about, (laughs) I've been fighting myself on doing this, but I just want to take a few minutes and talk about how much I love Pitch Perfect um, because it recently, like in, if it wasn't July, it was in June maybe. Pitch Perfect was on Netflix and we let Aaliyah watch it for the first time and she loved it. I've always loved it. That whole final uh performance at the Nationals when they do the the um the blends, the mashups. Uh, I, I I literally sometimes will just put that on in the car and play that whole Bellas mashup, man. I love the first pitch perfect. Pitch perfect two was lesser than and it was, it was fine for a sequel. Pitch Perfect 3, which I finally watched within the last month or so. A complete mess. Complete mess. Complete money grab. Was not a big fan of that one. But Pitch Perfect 1, man. Like, Anna Kendrick, she, she's been in many roles. But Beck is always going to be one of my favorites, man. Uh, the way she came in and turned the Bard and Bellas around. It's an inspiring story of... You know, women just not taking men's shit anymore and, and you know, going out and killing it. That's what that's what I get from Pitch Perfect. And the music doesn't hurt. And I, we even played it, we watched it on Netflix at my dad's house because he has a smart TV now. We watch Netflix when we we're at his house. We even watched it at my dad's house. <laughs> and <laughs> he watched about, I want to say about 90% of the film and he liked it. And the minute they dropped that Black Street, he's always loved No Diggity. The minute they dropped that no diggity, I think he was sold, and he I think he really enjoyed it too. So I don't know if he's ever stopped on it on cable since, because he's still one of the one of the few the proud the cable holders. I don't know if he's ever stopped to watch *Fist Perfect* since we've been there. That was in um May, so dang, I'm going back to see him for his birthday here in uh, another week or so, finally. But um yeah I, I really really love Pitch Perfect man and it's just a lot of fun it's one of those great movies just throw on in the background and enjoy or you know it's just it's just back there and you can kind of do the same thing with Pitch Perfect 2 Pitch Perfect 3 I would not bother <laughs> I wouldn't bother man what a waste of John Lithgow John Lithgow I always said John Lithgow but it's John Lithgow um and really it was all about uh, Rebel Wilson and Fat Amy in this movie it, it was cool shout, shout out shout out to Brittany Snow though shout out to Brittany Snow oh shoot man it's been so long since I sat in hyphen podcast hyphen nation seat it's weird in fact, Aaliyah is upstairs stomping on the floor right now. I don't know if she's still doing core exercises or if she's just being nine. Um, and she's getting ready to uh, wrap up her evening to get her to bed. She's in fourth grade now. <laughs> when I started this podcast, man, she, she was two. She wasn't even two when I started this podcast. She turned two in April 2016, and now... 7 years later. She's 9. Go figure. Um I I've had this list of movies that um it was last edited on April 21st, 2021. Um I did a whole episode probably in the 60s I want to say about movies I couldn't turn off cuz I literally couldn't think of a topic and I remembered that I had written a a list. Well, this is that same list and I may have added maybe two movies to this. So, I'm just going to go through the list real quick and if you haven't seen them i recommend them uh if not i mean if you if you feel like you feel some kind of way about these movies you can always hop in the comments If you're watching this on youtube on hyphen universe if you are i appreciate you watching and please take the time to like and subscribe to the videos and if you hit that bell you'll never miss an upload of a hyphen nation or Rascal cast power hour until i move that to a new channel which is in the back of my mind as well as uh, some other things I'm, I'm working on, whether that be, like, video game stuff or the Hyphen Universe show. You know, um, I'm, I've am i really lost all my all my uh, energy <laughs> from 10 minutes of jumping on the trampoline. So I apologize that it went from high energy to this, real mellow, you know, because it wasn't that long ago. I think the last episode of Hyphen Nation I recorded was, like, on an early Saturday morning, and everybody's asleep, so I know. It was definitely up in the microphone just doing a little ASMR, you know, just like, yeah, you know, and talking about some different things. And Kobe Bryant, I feel like I talked about Kobe that morning. I, I I can't remember what the last episode was about. I'm pretty sure she's up there doing core exercises from the lump to the thumping. But let me just rattle off this list. Maybe some of these things have changed movies. I can't turn off zombie land. Um, angels watching it the other day, still a classic in my eyes, great performances from everybody. And uh Zombieland 2 which came out recently within the last couple years I want say maybe nineteen twenty somewhere in there I thought Zombieland 2 was a lot of fun I thought it was a worthy sequel so Zombie land 1 Zombieland 2 uh movies I can't turn off Crazy Stupid Love maybe my most favorite rom-com that's come out in since whew, that might be a podcast topic favorite rom-coms um I love Crazy Stupid Love. Ryan Gosling, Steve Carell, um, Julianne Moore, Emma Stone. There there's there's oh there there's some hitters in there. Aunt May is in this. <laughs> uh it's funny, it's touching, it's romantic. Oh, what a great movie. I wanna watch it right now. Like there's, there's no beating how good that movie is Armageddon. I haven't watched Armageddon in a minute and angels, the one who really got me hooked on it because it was one of her favorite movies. Um, and I'd seen it not that long after it came, it came home from the theaters and stuff like when was Armageddon, like 98, I want to guess. So I watched it on eventually. I was like, Oh yeah, that's pretty cool. I enjoy it. But, um, it's a, it's another one, man. If I see Armageddon on, I, I'm rocking with that thing all the way to the end. Absolutely. Uh, two cute Queen Latifah movies, and Angel and I were just talking about one of these, Last Holiday, where she thought, she mistakenly thought she was dying, so she blows all her savings and goes on this exotic vacation at Christmas time and falls in love with LL Cool J, and Last Holiday. Mm, start to finish. If I see that on, I'm watching it all the way through. Uh, Beauty Shop is the same way. Um, I don't know if I would stop for Barbershop One necessarily. Maybe. But Beauty Shop, I'm watching Beauty Shop. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's Alicia Silverstone and her 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 little her get yeah, her little um hood 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 accent she's putting on. Or does she have a hood accent or does she become hood? I, I think she was from the country and then she got around all the black people and then started Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think the movie's a lot of fun. So I'm stopping for Beauty Shop. Groundhog Day, you already know you know, Bill Murray's trash now, um, completely took me out of Ant-Man and Wasp when I saw Bill Murray, um, these are our heroes, folks, but Groundhog Day is, can't miss for me, Billy Madison, for, I normally, I'm gonna stop on an Adam Sandler movie, um, definitely Billy Madison, definitely Happy Gilmore, definitely Wedding Singer, um, the, the other Drew Barrymore movie, the second one, where she has brain damage. Fifty first dates, man. Fifty first dates is such a good movie. I will stop for that one. Um, and there's just a ton. If of, uh, of the first uh, gr- grown-ups, I'll stop for that. Adam Sandler definitely got some can't turn off movies, man. But Billy Madison, you never forget your first one, and that was my first one, man. And plus, uh, Billy's teacher. Shout shout out to Sonya Blade, man. Shout out to Sonya Blade. Silver Linings Playbook is in here I can't remember the last time I watched Silver Linings Playbook but I know that there have been times when that's on and I'm like yo I'm stopping but that's also because of my Jennifer Lawrence crush so eh, you know um, but I I do really enjoy the performance in Silver Linings uh, Bradley Cooper of course and Robert De Niro so yeah I'd still say it's a movie I'm not turning off Wild Hogs (laughs) Again, not turn it off. Travolta, Martin Lawrence. Um, of course, you got um, Tim the Tool Man, Taylor. <laughs> Tim Allen. Um, and, oh, I, I can see the fourth Roadhog. But it, uh, William William H. Macy? See, my brain works sometime. That plot, every time, I, I'm i going to stop and watch it. I think it's fun. I laugh the whole way. I, I'm watching um, Wild Hogs. I got Roll Bounce on here. Um, yeah, I, I like Roll Bounce. That's probably my favorite Bow Wow movies. So I like Roll Bounce. Yeah, I'm, I'm Roll Bounce. I'm watching. I haven't watched that in a long time either. Uh, Just right, Common and Queen Latifah. Queen Latifah got three of them joints. Queen Latifah doing something right in her movies. I'm not turning off, set it off either. So there's another one. Uh, yeah, Just Right. I'm watching even though Common is hilariously small to be an NBA All Star in that movie. And then finally, a movie that I recently um, re-watched just a couple weekends ago, Wedding Crashers. Every time, man, you turn on Wedding Crashers, we, we watch them right, Wedding Crashers start to finish. So those are that's my list of movies I can't turn off. That has um, been literally... I'm not doing this on purpose. That's been sitting here for a while. So I just wanted to go ahead and get that out there. I figured it'd be a good episode to kind of Throw that out there. So. <sighs> Hyphen Nation is brought to you by Hyphen Podcast Group. Bringing great podcasts to the people. Bringing great podcasts to the people. Hyphen Podcast There you can find all the great shows brought to you by Hyphen Podcast Group. And. Including. Including. Uh, we should do this again sometime. The Shredhead Pod. And Rasselcast Power Hour. All those shows are there. So. Be smart. Take advantage. Get involved. And go go listen to some hyphen podcast group um stuff. For real. Also, if you go to my website, hyphenuniverse.com, I've been doing some blogging on there lately. I I post my uh, column on there. It's not going right itself. That's also on there. Um, as well as just some random blog posts, a little bit cooking posts. and at any anytime I post a podcast, that's on there too. So hyphenuniverse.com, please. Check that out and support the site. That would be awesome. Very awesome. If you want to, you can go to Spotify. You can go to Apple Podcasts. And you can give the show five stars. Five stars. If you do that, more people will find out about the Barack Obama Approved World's Greatest Podcast. And if you do that, I'll love you forever. And it just spreads the word like wildfire. Tell a friend to tell a friend. That's them again. And I greatly appreciate it, man. So please do that. Leave a review, good or bad. If you do leave a review, I'll read it. Um, same thing on the YouTube the YouTube channel. If you uh, leave a comment on one of the podcast episodes, I will read it on the air and we can talk about it. See, and I'd love to know how you feel about the episodes. There's, there's a bunch of great episodes out there, y'all. So, uh, so go, go forth and listen and, and comment and share and subscribe and all that stuff. If you have a um podcast listening platform that you use that you can't find hyphen nation or any of the hyphen podcast group podcast on, please let me know. Because if you let me know, then I can actually fix it for you. I-, I will find a way. I I am a pro at adding podcasts to podcast listening platforms. So please let me know and I can fix it for you. A Sappington, okay? Um so, I say all that to say, if you want to get in contact with me, you can do so like this. B-hyphen at gmail.com. That's B-H-Y-P-H-E-N at gmail.com. B-hyphen on Twitter. Hyphen Universe on Facebook. And the B-hyphen on Instagram. Or, you can go hyphen podcast at gmail.com. Hyphen podcast group on Facebook. Hyphen podcast group on Instagram. Or hyphen pie group on Twitter. X. Whatever. Reach out to me in any of those ways. You can totally do it. So, the power of positivity is real. Get that negativity out of your life, no matter what it may be, no matter what you have to do, you got to do you. Always, always remember that. And while you're remembering that, make sure you're having good interactions with people, positive interactions with people. You never know what the next man or woman or non-binary Um, pal was going through, and your kind words and your kind actions could save their life or someone else's. So, you never know, you absolutely never know. And with that said, call your mom, call your dad, call your sister, call your brother. Stay in touch with your family, man. Life is too short. I just lost a cousin, Tony. I hadn't seen Tony in years, years. And Tony died like a few weeks before his birthday, man. And you know what? Anytime I posted something on my Instagram story, sometimes when i post a a pod or a video or something like that tony would just come through with that like that little bit of support man and it meant the world to me and now and now he's he's gone he's gone and i hope that tony knows how much um he meant to me and how much that he's loved by our entire family but r.i.p tone man but um let people know how much they mean to you while they're still here and Give them their flowers, man, because you just never know when it's their time to go. I there's been so much near to me deaths in the past month or so. It's it's mind numbing for real, and like um our family friend Maggie, she just she her um her one of her close friends Lewis, he just lost um his longtime partner. A Long time, like fast for years, but they were always together and she and she just died suddenly, man. And she she literally had chest pains and she was gone by that afternoon. What can you do? It's that crazy. Let people know how much you mean to them. Tell them you love them. Let them know for all that is good in this world. Please do it. So you're not you're not sitting there kicking yourself, wondering. What what if? I want to tell them this. Tell them now. I don't care if they're super healthy and they just had a great checkup. Tell them now. It's important. Tell people how much you love them. Tell them how much they mean to you. Tell them you're proud of them. Hug your kids, man. Tell them you're proud of them. I didn't want to jump on a trampoline in 50 degree weather, 60 degree weather in, in September. But I went and did that for ten minutes because I love my kid, man. And I'm not, one day she's not gonna ask me anymore. You have, you have to let people know either by actions or words how much they mean to you. I can't stress that enough. <sighs> so here we are, as in olden days. Happy golden days of your I didn't even talk about Kobe last episode. I talked about um, Roger passing and the foreign exchange and (laughs) the second return of CM Punk. Uh, Punk's second AEW run started and ended in between episodes of this podcast. That's hilarious oh man just just go to ROH not ROH just go to impact and leave us alone punk go down there and burn some more bridges man <sighs> I these are our heroes that that that's going to be the podcast title I know I said it was gonna be literally like but these are our heroes which I think is fitting because that's the title of a Nas song and um it was on streets disciple and Yes, he called Kobe a coon in it, and I mentioned that before when I was talking about Nas's King Disease album when I reviewed all like his whole discography a-, a while back. Um, so, but it's only fitting, man. They say never meet your heroes, and then these are our heroes, man. So, it is. We'll we'll always have 2011 and 2014 bunk, but besides that. Wish you the best in your future endeavors. All the best to Larry and all the best to AJ. For real, for real. <sighs> all right, man. I appreciate each and every one of y'all that listen to the sound of my voice, who listen to me maniacally talk about Memphis Bleak's third album and rush about. It felt rushed, but I didn't want to go into too much spoiler. I just want to kind of throw my thoughts out there. Also, this show is a positive show. I told you all a while back I wouldn't going to be doing negative reviews like that. Um, so if I like something, I'm going to talk it up. So uh, go see Ted Lasso. Watch Ted Lasso if you're not caught up on it. Ave Elementary, go watch that before season three starts up whenever that may be because of the strike. And Shits Creek, go go watch that. Oh, what was I saying about fear? That's when I think that's when Aaliyah came downstairs. <sighs> fear the Walking Dead fell off a long time ago for me. <laughs> that's that's a negative comment but it is what it is i'm gonna see this through for for angel and then we gotta eventually finish off the walking dead i've heard good things about daryl dixon though so i'm kind of kind of excited about that about um getting to that and dead city and i don't know if i ever watched the i don't remember what the third walking dead show was but it only lasted like a season and two seasons on like that and it really didn't have effect on anything and i'm excited to see rick and michonne come back eventually whenever they get around to that. So that's the positive things, but Fear the Walking Dead is not recommended. Let's leave it at that. It's always an amazing time when I can sit down, get in front of this microphone, get in front of the camera now, and do the Barack obama proof World's Greatest Podcast. Like I said, in January of 2016, I will have been doing hyphenation for eight years. <sighs> But, and Mark Rob, if you're still listening, this has nothing to do with the conversation we had back at Super Red Bull when you visited this summer when you told me to kind of fall back from the podcast and work on the album, which is my intention. I'm really planning on knuckling down in October and in November because I got a, I got a release date to hit and I really don't want to push it back. So I'm really hoping to knuckle down and record these songs for this for this album, this hyphen album. But this has nothing to do with you. And I'm going to talk more about it on episode 215. But Hyphenation episode 215 will be the last episode of Hyphenation. And I I came into this year with high hopes. Like literally, I came in on episode uh, 203 was the first episode, and I, I I was bound and determined, man, I was like, I can do this every week, I can do this every Sunday, and not not for lack of trying, but life just gets in the way, y'all know me, I got so many other interests that I get into, um, there's the video a little bit, and then there there's Rasselcast, of course, but that that never stopped me from this. But but really, man, it's it's I've picked back up with my writing. I've um kind of started blogging a little bit, like I said. It's Tom. Um, I come home from work and I'm beat. I am beat I can not I can't I can't do the late night pod anymore. Like I used to be able to all right, it's ten thirty, everybody's asleep. I'm gonna go knock out the pod. I can't do that, man. I I I I don't feel like it's what I it's not what the episode I want to do and I've even thought about getting up early and doing it but as much as I enjoyed the last episode where it was like real sexy and I was like yeah foreign exchange leave it all behind is such a dope album and while I feel like that was a very good episode again that's that's not the vibe I want to bring but then also I, I do want to work on the album I do have other pursuits and Pretty much a- after last year's output and then 2021's output, I reluctantly, I, ju- I just really feel like the pod has really been, the fact that it's not coming out regularly is, is hurting it. But then also, I don't think I have anything else I want to say in on hyphenation, so to speak. I've done two hundred plus episodes, a lot of those are Mark Rob. A few of those were um a couple of those were recorded for other podcasts and then turned into episodes for iphone Nation. but even if you shave those down, let's say it's a hundred and ninety hundred and eighty five episodes of brand new content that I've made since twenty sixteen now the the pessimist in me wants to be like. Oh yeah, well, if you had done fifty-two episodes for um for seven years, yes would be episode three hundred and sixty-four. Yeah, you're absolutely right. If I had done that. But and I'll get I'll get it more into in two fifteen, um, but hyphenation is what hyphenation is, and I've been very proud of this podcast for a long time. And I've learned a lot from it, and I've tried to, I tried to end up prematurely, which again, I'll speak to on 215. But I definitely think it's time for a natural end. I thought about trying to drag it out to the end of the year, but what good of what service am I doing to the listeners of Hyphenation Nation or myself? If I really feel like I have to drag a podcast to the finish line weekly, just to call it complete, you no, know, just to show I can still do this, I, I, I've proved it. I, I've I've done weekly, I've done, I've done two pods a week, which is responsible for the number of episodes that I have. I've recorded while driving. I've recorded over, um, I recorded over Skype on iPads with Mark Rob. Um I've I've seen the world evolve where I we fought to do the daughters, Dads and Disney episode. We fought to get a connection with um Lamb and Mark and uh Eric um to the fact that you can literally click record on any kind of video chat now and I record the whole podcast, including a video. But again, without dragging it out much more. It's time. And I'm happy that it's time. I, I've i had some time to sit with the decision and I know I'm not going to drop 215 and then come out with 216 a week later, which is what happened with uh 150. <laughs> and I'll talk about that too. And I know I'm talking about, although it keeps saying, I'll come back to it, but there's a lot to unpack. I, I've got a lot of things I want to say on 215, so. I'm looking forward to it. So, one more episode with Angel is coming up. We're going to be talking about the our um, top 10 female MCs, greatest female rappers of all time. And then 2.15 happens where we say goodbye. So, I really appreciate anybody who's been here from the start, anybody who's joined in the middle, and anybody who's here right now. So, I say all that to say this. Thanks, y'all. This is a hyphen podcast production. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained?